afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, harvest is expected to wrap up in a week to 10 days in the southeast part of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt if weather remains warm and dry. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, wind northwest 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60 this afternoon. The high today, 12 degrees. The low, minus 7. The wind chill, minus 13 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny. Wind south 30, the high 9 degrees. The low, minus 1. Sunday, sunny skies, the high near 12, the low minus 3. Monday, sunny, the high near 10, the low minus 3. Tuesday, sunny with a high of 13, the low plus 2. Wednesday, sunny, the high 16, and the low plus 2. Thursday, sunny, and a high forecast of 15 degrees. The normal high is 9, the normal low minus 4. The sun rose at 727 this morning. It sets at 6 o'clock tonight. And around the province, we've got Estevan and Saskatoon at 11. Swift Current, 10. Weyburn is 11. Yorkton is 9 degrees. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's 10. That's 50 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 30, gusting to 39. Humidity, 49%. Barometer rising, 102.4. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 10. Winds are from the northwest at 28, gusting to 37. Once again, Regina, sunny in 10. That's 50 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com and South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural precision ag and lawn and garden products. Harvest is 90 to 95 percent complete in southeastern Saskatchewan. The regional crop specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says harvest has resumed after several weeks of delay caused by wet weather. We had some delays, of course, with the moisture for the last month, but I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. At this point, I would say we must be 90 to 95% done. I'm looking at a few canola fields that are still out there, of course. I see a few cereal fields. There's some soybeans yet. I do know of one organic lentil field that's still out just east of Weyburn. But by and large, everybody's pretty done. There's, there's also a little bit of flax left out there and, of course, some corn. And how do they look? I'm hearing there's... You know, some downgrades probably going to happen in some of the cereals that didn't, you know, get, get off yet. And some of the canola, there might be some issues with that. But all in all, I'm still seeing an awful lot of grain bags out in a lot of areas that I haven't seen them out in before. So there are some producers that are generally very happy with how the year turned out. But once again, it was where that moisture fell and at what time it came. Are the wheels rolling this week or still waiting for more dry weather? Oh, no, they're rolling. They actually were rolling last week, in fact. So everybody's been trying to squeak in when they could get out there. And, of course, it's somewhat dependent upon, the, the you know, their soil types and whatnot uh, and, and what, of course, they have left to get done. But you can go even all the way down to the border. I was down into uh, Montana over the weekend, and, and in that whole Plentywood area, there's an awful lot of cereals still left in the field. So our farmers aren't the only ones that have gotten behind on their harvest. But all in all, I think things are looking pretty good for the southeast. When do you expect harvest to wrap up? Well, now, Jim, that's the million-dollar question. Part of that is, of course, going to be dependent on our weather. If we keep up with this nice 
Indian summer days that we've had here now, I would say most of these guys should be done in another week, week and a half, at least in the southeast. I know in other parts of the province that's not going to apply, but our producers were able to get such a good early jump start on things that, you know, it's just the occasional field here and there that's left, and those guys have been out. I know a couple of weeks ago I was out uh, finishing up my canola club root sampling, and, and there were gentlemen out in the Wawota area, you know, catching fields as, as, as moisture would allow it. And, of course, even this moisture was spotty on who got what and how much. So I would say I mean, give it seven, ten days, and they should all be wrapped up at this point in time. Of course, you know, the guys with the forage corn, that'll depend on when they turn the cows out in it. But the stuff that's actually going to come off the field, that, that would be my prediction at this point. In your survey, did you find any club root problems in the southeast? In the fields that I sampled, no. Thank goodness everybody has been practicing good, long, lengthy rotations, which is one of the big keys to dealing with that disease. Of course, we have to have the samples, you know, the soil samples actually taken and officially done, and and that I'm not at at liberty to say, but just from a visual, no, everything looks good down in the southeast from a club root standpoint at this point, and I'm real happy about that, but I think it goes back to producers' own consciousness on keeping those rotations from getting too tight, and and they've, they're not allowing those, uh, you know, spore populations to build up. I'm not saying it's not out there. I'm just saying I didn't find any. And, you know, I, I do believe that the producers really need to be patting themselves on the back for, for taking heed on keeping those wide rotations. And, and they deserve to, to be rewarded for that. Sherry Roberts is the regional crop specialist in Weyburn. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A senior beef research scientist and University of Saskatchewan professor is looking forward to new collaborations at the Livestock and Forage Research Center of Excellence, southeast of Saskatoon near Clavette. The center includes a 1,500-head capacity head feedlot and will eventually have 300 breeding cows in the forage and cow-calf research and teaching unit. Dr. Bart Ladner says there will be many opportunities to bring different disciplines into one research study. For example, we can do a grazing study, but we'll bring in the animal health component. We can bring in the animal performance, the forage yield and forage quality, as well as we can look at soil nutrient profile and even water cycling. So it's a site that really has not seen a grazing cow. And so now, going forward, the door is wide open to do any type of research in those areas. Lardner says the research facility brings together the agriculture and veterinary colleges for research. We've always collaborated with with faculty over in the vet college, but now certainly we can plan and move forward in terms of looking at uh, you know grazing animals on these different pasture systems. What's the pros and cons in terms of animal health, in terms of parasitic load, in terms of manure nutrient deposition, and even we can look at different calving scenarios on different crop types and say okay. You know, how do cows perform uh, in terms of different perennial forages or maybe annual forages? And so, yeah, the the collaboration is is another important aspect of this uh, Livestock Forage Centre of Excellence. Lardner outlines the initial research work. Well, we're just starting. Uh, Obviously, this is new land. It was just canola stubble. And so in 2017, we seeded down, uh, you know, a section and a half of new land down to perennial forages. So grass legume mixes for future grazing and future grazing research. 
one of our studies is looking at annual systems versus perennial systems, a four-year study where we're going to look at new germplasms, new varieties of perennial and annual forages, and look at them in terms of animal performance. Uh, we're going to look at sequestration of carbon. We're going to look at, obviously, uh, emissions, methane emissions, those types of things from grazing animals are important today, as well as, as animal growth. That's one particular study we're setting up. Another one is just we're seeding down 20 different types of forages, and we're going to generate some grazing data from those different cultivars. So today, you see a lot of forage varieties being marked with no grazing information and so you look at yield data you look at quality data but now with this particular study we can generate some some grazing data that producers are really interested in. Lardner says there's a significant amount of farmland for research purposes. Well 27 quarters includes Lanigan site. There's 15 quarters here we have 12 quarters of land at Lanigan as well as, as Goodale land as, uh, where the vet college farm is Goodale farm. So obviously uh, we have you know off test grazing at Lanigan. We're going to I'm out there till 2020 with research obligations in terms of some grazing work and some winter grazing work uh, looking at cover crops, polycrops. And so over time we'll learn how to benefit the land base both at Lanigan and here at Clavette. The Lanigan site will include cattle until at least the year 2020. Well, our idea is is that uh, the, the cow herd will winter out there in, in Lanigan and calve in, in 2019 and then come here to Clavette in the fall of 2019. So we're still setting up on the cow-calf side. We're still, you know, obviously seeding down new forages and uh, getting the facilities ready to handle that number of, of, of animals. So, yeah, it'll be happening next year. Eventually, all the cattle will be at the Clavette research site. Absolutely, yeah. Eventually we'll have the, the feedlot uh, fully populated and the cow-calf side uh, fully populated by 2019. Lanigan will be strictly for forage research. Lanigan will be the forage part of it. You know, we're going to need some off-test grazing during the summer, so it's it's, it's a great default uh, site to put our cattle on for grazing. We also have Pathful Pasture, which is up by Melford, six quarters of gray wood to pasture. So we'll use that as well for off-test grazing. And so, yeah, cows need grass, and so we need to balance that with uh, off-test grazing as well as capacity to put up grazing research. Dr. Bart Ladner is one of the beef research scientists at the University of Saskatchewan's Livestock and Forage Center of Excellence, southeast of Saskatoon near Clavette. The annual Regina Farm Toy Show will be held this weekend in the Queen City. Organizer Ray Storazuk says there will be dozens of farm toys on display this weekend in Regina. Well, on display, uh, there's going to be a variety of vintage toys. There'll be toys there from... Uh, well, probably going back 20, 30 years, even uh, further than that, uh, 41 years, I've got one toy there. Uh, there's going to be uh, NASCARs. Again, uh, there'll be probably uh, a variety of, uh, I guess, uh, toys for girls as well, like dolls and what have you. There'll be collectibles uh, there from, uh, from years past. And there'll be some farm toys? Oh, yes, they're all farm toys. <laughs> the majority of them will be farm toys and construction pieces. You know, at a show like this, there's such a variety, but there's always something there for someone every time. What's the most popular farm toys? Oh, probably your John Deere's and your Case Tractors, uh, your Combines, anything that relates to our prairies. Where is this being held? This is being held at St. Basil's Pear Centre, 1717 Toronto Street. The times are uh, on Saturday, 10 till 5, and on Sunday, uh, 10 till 4. And there's an admission charge? There is an admission charge. It's $3 per person uh, per day, or you can get a, a two-day pass for $5, and that'll admit you in for the two days. Well, this is our 19th year, so I thought I'd mention that as well. So it's been uh, successful, and the proceeds go to a good uh, uh, cause as well. And they go to St. Michael's Children's Camp uh, out at Match Lake, as well as the Leader Post Cheer Fund. 
The Farm Toy Show is at St. Basil's Parish Center, 1717 Toronto Street in Regina this weekend. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were moving up in early trading today. Canola increased 410 at 457.12. Oats rose 385 at 191.84. Yellow peas went up $5 at 235.54. Number one red spring wheat gained 242 at 244.46. The rest were unchanged. Durham 213.94. Feed barley 189.63. Flax 487.52. And feed wheat, 187.80. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December wheat is up three and three quarter cents at 5.88 and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw, 3685 on offer here on Tuesday. Another 1500 on Thursday. This market looks like it's on a lower trend. These steers are from five and a quarter to seven and a quarter. We're bringing 218 to 228. And the heifers are bringing, don't matter really what they weigh, unless they're light, they're going to bring from $1.75 to $1.95. That's not big spread on all of these light cattle, but feed's pretty expensive out there. I'd just like to say a big thank you out there to my order buyers, the truckers, the Robergers. Gibson International and Bumphrey. Of them 3,800 cattle on Tuesday, they were all out of here by 20 after 6, but a load and a half. Cows were bringing anywhere from 69 right up to 79. The odd, odd cow into the low 80s. These medium cows are going to bring in the low 60s. The bulls are trading for anywhere from 85 to $1.05. This has been Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon from here at Heartland in Moose Jaw. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Friday, October 19th. Hams sold 6,300 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 140 to 159 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling a range of 140 to 158 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, October 19th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 151.07, Hams Cash 149.57, Thunder Creek Burko 155.80, and High Life $158 per CKG. Hemp's cash hog price today is down, and foreign contract prices opened lower this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was down 38 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3057. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.63 cents U.S. U.S. negotiated cash markets declined approximately $3 U.S. 100 weight, or 5% of the value last week. While the last several weeks have seen the U.S. hog slaughter come in well under expectations, producers in the U.S. are starting to be more aggressive with their marketings which is expected to lead to weekly slaughter totals that routinely exceed 2.6 million hogs. Yesterday, lean hog futures moved sharply lower as traders were factoring the recent cash market trend. The move took the December lean hog contract to its lowest level since late August. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The outlook, sunny, wind northwest 20 increasing to 40, gusting to 60 this afternoon. The high 12, the low minus 7, the wind chill minus 13 overnight. Saturday, sunny, wind south 30 and a high 9, the low minus 1. And Regina, sunny and 10, that's 50 Fahrenheit. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.